the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1940 KYCR Golden Valley. From Wall Street to your street. Tune in on the go with our free app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A new poll finds only 1 in 10 U.S. adults give high ratings to the way democracy is working in the U.S. or how well it represents the interests of most Americans. The Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research poll showed 53% saying that Congress is doing a bad job of upholding democratic values. Senator Bill Haggerty of Tennessee applauding that court decision limiting contact between the White House and social media companies. Recent years... Increasing evidence has emerged regarding a disturbing alliance in which big government and big tech work together to censor speech that they don't want Americans to see. Senator Haggerty says any effort by the government to control what Americans are allowed to know is a violation of the First Amendment. Meanwhile, a federal appeals court has temporarily halted that lower court ruling limiting the contact. This is SRN News. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again. Playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate. Teammates and coaches that care. The sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. My mind is a globe with whirling transient nodes of thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back to King Daniel Show here on the Biz 1440. Thank you very much for listening today. Um, it's Job Saturday. We just finished the first hour of Job Saturday. If you missed it, you want to go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and sign up for our podcast. You can just go there and listen to to all the past shows. If that's how you want to consume it, it's great. It will it will work, I believe, in your in your um, in your uh, news feed, your your podcast feed, if you want to do it that way, um, that's fantastic. We'll we'll we love for you to listen anytime you want. However, what I want to say to you is, um, <clears throat> the Twitter part is here live, and so far, what I'm hearing is you guys like Twitter. You want me to keep using it? All right, I can. I. Uh, if it's not bothering you, it's not bothering me. I just want to make sure that we're delivering to you the kind of quality you, you would like. I will say, I, I will say, I have found myself reading more and more things on Substack, and fewer and fewer things in in on blogs or things like that. I find I and, and Substack has a notes piece that I find very very interesting, and, and the signal to noise ratio in there is is uh so much better than um than what i find on twitter that i i probably spend more time on substack now and using using the substack apps than i do using um than i do using twitter but happy to keep delivering to you that content there on twitter if that's how the way you would like it uh i would be happy to do happy to continue to do that look let me let me take you through some of more of the commentary that we were hearing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna replay Muhammad Alarian a little bit later because I want to get to his second point, talking about, talking about the yield curve, uh, um, and 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 what it's telling us in terms of, uh, in particularly the two-year Treasury, um, because that that part is that part is very very interesting. What happened this last week, but. Um, Larry Summers, who has been really the guy t- saying from the very start that inflation was coming, uh, all the way back in early 2021, um, has a has a pretty regular standing slot on Wall Street Week, which is on Bloomberg Television on Friday nights. Um, I think I've told this story before, but just just one more time to sort of get people to it. Uh, to remember this this particular point, we had um, at our house a routine. My father worked nights, <clears throat> but he didn't work Saturday night. Saturday he didn't work Friday night or Saturday night, so he would actually have get up to watch. He would stay up to watch uh, both um, uh, um, both uh, uh, the. Uh, a news program, Washington Week in Review, which is where I get my politics from. I, I loved watching that. I'd watch that show with him, and then Wall Street Week, um, which with the old Louis, the old Louis Rukeyser show, 
Um, it's no longer Lewis Rukeyser, um, it, but um, it was always like a half hour that, of television that we had to watch. It used to be on on PBS at the time. Now it's on Bloomberg, and 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 they've kept it going. So Larry Summers is there, and and I'm still in the habit of trying to watch most of Wall Street Week. I now watch it on on delay, but I'm used to watching it uh, on a Friday night. And I look forward to seeing Larry Summers' piece. And he was, frankly, last night, he was kind of on fire. I thought these I thought these were very interesting. So this is Larry Summers talking about the jobs report. Let's begin with cut number three. The rate of job creation is twice as great as the growth in the number of adults in an economy that's already overheated. That's not consistent with um, bringing inflation down to its target uh, level. And you see that in the wage data, which is pointing to inflation way above uh, the Fed's uh, target. So just as we had, had been talking about, um, you can see that the, that the jobs data is, is basically coming in with uh, he's looking at the jobs report now as a wage report, and he wants to talk about talk about it as a as a wage summary. So what does he say at the at the beginning? It's okay. Unemployment rate three point six percent. This is not good. Is not good. Uh, you look at the layoffs. So he's also citing the ADP report, which has had that. He's also citing the Jolt survey. This is a reminder to us, never, ever, ever rely on one single statistic to make your case. You need to look at the totality of the jobs data that came out. And again, on at the beginning of the at the beginning of a month, we get sort of this run. You get ADP, you typically get jolts right in there as well, although that's back in May, so that's still looking back. Uh, at that point, five to six weeks into the past, you get you get the unemployment insurance report, and then on top of then you get of course the jobs report on Friday. So he's summing all of that up, and he he says all of that is suggesting that the unemployment that the labor market is even tighter than three point six percent, which is like, you know, someone says said to me, hey look, we're already at full employment. We're be, we're we're at more than full employment. To, to which my answer is unemployment is not a number that is fixed in stone. It may have been 3.6% at one time. It may have been 4% at one time. But we don't know. But at this particular moment, do I actually know what it is? No, I probably don't. Let's continue. This is cut four. We've got a low unemployment rate at 3.6%. And if you look at any of the other labor market indicators that we got this week, the quit rate, the level of vacancies, the layoff rate, the insured unemployment data, all of that based on past patterns is suggesting an even tighter unemployment rate than uh, the 3.6%. So, so he said, so that, that I actually got ahead of myself. Here's the, so he says that, and what does he conclude from that? Cut number five. Once again, 
The Fed has underestimated inflation for basically the eighth quarter in a row. They've been surprised on uh, what's happened uh, to inflation. And because they're surprised on what's happening with inflation and the strength of the economy, they're going to be surprised by what they have to do uh, to uh, interest rates. So, so let's, let's review. Job market comes in strong. Multiple reports put it there. Okay, the 209, which, you know, if you go back and listen in, in, the, in the, the history of this show, going back all the way back to 2009, you can, you can hear me doing a jobs report where something above 200 was great, and now we're acting like 200, oh, that's disappointing. That's not disappointing at all. It's just not. You, you, you take that, and, it's, and, and he says, if you, think inflate, if you think this unemployment, this labor market is robust, like he thinks it is, then you have to say that, that the result of that is inflation has to be robust as well. And therefore, when the, the Fed is going to, is in his mind, still being surprised by the level of interest rates, by the level of inflation. And because it's surprised by inflation, it ends up having to do more on interest rates than it's signaling. Now, let's remember, the Fed has been signaling what? It says two more rate hikes are likely. It is saying, and we're going to play some Austin Goolsby later, which who's going to actually be very clear about this idea that two more rate hikes are, are, are likely. But what he's saying is you've been fooled. You've been fooled about growth. You've been fooled about inflation. And you're still getting fooled. The Fed has said it's going to raise rates in July, and it's pretty clear it has to raise rates in July. Um, this report didn't make that less likely. Indeed, if anything, it made it more likely because of the high wage number. But the question is then what happens after that, and that's the question we need to turn to. You know what? we got time for one more cut. Let's play some more. This is Larry Summers last night on Wall Street Week on Bloomberg Television. Cut number six. Yes, the ADP number yesterday was super duper strong, and today's number was not nearly as strong as the ADP number. But if you step back to the bigger picture, nobody thinks we can continue indefinitely to create jobs twice as fast as the adult population uh, grows. Adult population grows at 183,000 per person, right? 183,000 persons per month, I should say. Okay, Um, from from 266443 in April to, to, I'll just do the last three digits, from 443 to 618, from 618 to 801. It's about 180,000 jobs a month. So as long as you're adding more workers in this time, in this survey, 273, then you're adding adding people 183. Okay, the result has to be that you're either pulling people out of unemployment into employment more, or you're adding people to being you're, 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 if you're if you're adding more than that, 
you're either doing that or you're pulling them out of the not in the labor force category. You're increasing labor force participation, right? That number, again, has come down. It's been basically a constant over, let, let me put it this way. In June of 22, there were 99,800, 99,833,000 workers not in the labor force. That's when we had about 263.8 million population. Three million additional people in the labor, in, in the population. And you're at now at 99,850,000. So 17,000, 17,000 extra people not in the labor force out of that entire group of three million we've added to population in the last year. All the rest of them are either looking for work or have a job. That's a pretty robust increase in, in, in employment. That's, why, that's what leads uh, Professor Summers to say that the labor market is still robust. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia, and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada, we're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Tim Oberg from the Kingdom Builders. You know, every Minnesota summer brings with it many unpredictable weather events, especially hailstorms. Because a metal roof can be double the cost or more of an asphalt shingle roof, we can offer you a better option at a fraction of the cost. Class 4 rated shingles are tested to a standard that simulates impact from 2-inch hailstones. They can withstand this because they have a different polymer-modified asphalt base, which is simply designed to be more hail-resistant. And it's not that much more expensive. Since it only involves a different shingle and ridge cap, all the other roof components are the same as normal. Many insurance companies also will give you a discount on your premiums with a Class 4 roof. If you already have a roof damage claim, we can show you how little it costs to upgrade your claim to a Class 4 shingle for your new roof. Ask us about it when we stop by. Just call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or go to thekingdombuilders.com. We'll be happy to show you your best options. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. For women facing unplanned pregnancies, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the best first step in getting information, resources, and the support they need to make an informed choice. I'm talking with Bruce, a longtime supporter of RWC. Bruce, why do you and your wife continue to give? We love and appreciate what RWC offers women. Empowerment when they feel most vulnerable. Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, RWC provides accurate information on all options so women can make the best choice. Our investments are fruitful and saving lives. Each week, an average of five women who are initially at risk will instead choose life. 
RWC is debt-free, receives no government funding, it's 100% donor-funded, and needs our help to reach even more women with life-affirming care and support. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org to help more women have the opportunity and support to choose life. Donate today at rwcinfo.org. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at getmythreequotes.com. That's the number three, getmythreequotes.com. Welcome back, King Banging Show. The Biz 1440. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, I'm going to actually play some play between these two people. Okay, on the one side, Austin Goolsby, on the other side, Larry Summers. Larry Summers. Needs no explanation. I gave you a little bit before uh, during the first segment of this hour. Uh, but let me play. Let me explain a little bit about Austin Goolsby. Goolsby is a Chicago guy. He is a he is a longtime economist at the University of Chicago. Um, he was an advisor to uh, President Obama. Um, in fact, head of his Council of Economic Advisors for a while. Recently, just earlier this year, elevated to become president of the. Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. Before that, after he, after the, at the end of the Obama administration, he went back into the private sector, back to the, back to academia, but would show up, I don't know, on all of the cables, but particularly CNB Squawk Box. I say this as a, as a backdrop to understanding when he and Steve Leisman are talking to each other, and I'm only going to play uh, the Goolsby parts, not not the Leisman parts, but when those two are talking to each other, these guys sound like two old friends having a, having a chat over a drink. They are, they there's there's good there's good communication going on between them, and I actually think think in terms of getting someone to Goolsby's pretty is pretty open anyway and invaluable if if you'll. Forgive me using a 25-cent word. He likes to talk. But um, he, he likes the stage. But um, Leesman actually gets him to say some things that, that uh, I, I think really works out well. So he starts this, and I'm going to play some of him before I finish out what I was doing with Summers. And I'm only doing this because I wanted to get this cut up early Referring to everything we talked about with the data last, the, the data in the jobs report, Goolsby's always been been one of those people to say, don't get too caught up in one month's data. And nothing could have said it better than this particular cut, cut number 12. Well, Steve, we've, we've always said for all the years we've been talking about the jobs numbers, they're plus or minus 130,000 on the jobs number, uh, just in terms of margin for error. So you never make too much out of any one month. I, we, we spend a lot of time talking about the jobs data here. And I, I mean, I do, I, I mean, I build an, at least an hour. And when you get some things that I think are actually interesting, I can make two full hours out of the jobs report. Um, it is the easiest. It is the easiest week of my month 
is Job Saturday because the jobs report is very newsy. And I'm going to actually say, in fact, it'll be the title for hour one, the jobs report is now the wage report because at least for the next, I will argue, 18 to 24 months because I don't think this disinflation is going to go the way the Federal Reserve thinks. I think what happens on the wage number is going to be the most important piece of information to look at in terms of when is this recession coming and what what is monetary policy going to do about it. Okay? And so Goolsby has the what I think is the appropriate amount of not cynicism and I wouldn't even call it skepticism. What I would call it is is sort of understanding the noise and the signal you're trying to pull out. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And he does this in a way that I frankly find more real and, 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 and sort of fits my way of thinking about the data versus the, the way in which Professor Summers is talking about, you know, this, this, this. Uh, uh, this number shows this, this number shows this. No one number shows anything. Right? So important. No one number shows anything. You need a pattern. That's why we looked at three or four different no three or four different reports in the last hour to pull something together for us. And that's why the Job Saturday thing works is because I'm not, I mean, I start thinking about that show not on Friday at 725, central time i start thinking about that show on tuesday when i go okay i'm getting an adp report soon i'm getting this i'm getting this the jolt state is coming out what have, what have we got okay let me go ahead and continue this this should be uh yes cut number 13. if you take a step back it's clear the job market is still very strong but is cooling, if you look at the ratios of vacancies to the number of unemployed workers, for example, it's definitely coming down. That We're getting to a more sustainable pace, which is what we need to do for inflation. So I want you to compare that to what we heard, um, what we heard uh, uh, Larry Summers say to us. And I, I've got to make sure I've got the right cut here. Uh, yeah, I think this is cut number six. Yes, the ADP number yesterday was super duper strong, and today's number was not nearly as strong as the ADP number. But if you step back to the bigger picture, nobody thinks we can continue indefinitely to create jobs twice as fast as the adult population uh grows so he almost wonder were they reading the same report <laughs> because he's saying it's so, so he, you know Goolsby saying it's coming now it's getting a little softer it wasn't quite as strong as it was before and 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 Summers says super duper strong. Not just strong, but super duper strong. Okay, so uh, it it doesn't feel like they've even read the same the same report here. Um, let me let me then move to gotta see which one I want to do. Which one do I want to play yet? I think I'll go back to Summers again. Uh, this is a little bit 
this is a little bit later in the in the in the piece which where he says i think you need basically says i think you're gonna need a recession to solve this problem let's play cut seven that it's a basic feature of the inflation process that while you get transitory fluctuations you don't stop at underlying wage inflation without having a significant slowdown in economic activity and since we haven't yet had a significant slowdown in economic activity it shouldn't be surprising that we've still got inflation well above target nor should anybody take comfort from the fact that the components of inflation that everybody recognized were transitory so he says yeah a couple pieces have come down but everyone knew that the housing inflation numbers would come down and that that would pull the the headline number down along with it and it would even pull down the the fed's core pce number but the fed has actually told you that that core pce by itself isn't the number they're looking at they're using sort of like a super core a core pce pulling out the the, the importance of housing services okay and and so the housing services part is the part that that I think is um, that is uh, uh, that, that is out there and why does he think this let me play I yeah let me play this one last bit of summers for you because he's trying to explain why the wage data is important why it means that inflation is too high by throwing away a couple of the other considerations you might think would be out there this is cut eight Maybe we'll get a big productivity boom out of AI very quickly, though I think that's uh, unlikely. Maybe the inflation process will behave very differently than it has uh, in uh, the past. But I think the best guess has to be that the Fed's going to have to raise rates more, that if the Fed wants to see inflation get back to its target, it's going to have to raise rates enough that at some point uh, the economy suffers uh, a downturn. And uh, I've said it many times on your show before, but I don't see anything that changes my mind from the view that soft landings represent the triumph of hope over experience. Which is the line he's borrowing from that phrase that second marriages are the triumph of hope over experience um which i thought that was funny that he would use that um but so productivity growth has been very laggard you'll see in our twitter feed using hashtag pound kbrs the difference between productivity growth and wage growth when those are divergent when wage growth is well above productivity growth that difference represents the inflationary pressure that's coming out of labor markets a very fundamental piece that 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 is the crux of the argument that that um, that Summers is making okay might happen maybe inflation dynamics look different maybe okay it's been a weird recession it's been it's 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 really difficult I actually have a little clip about that too but I will say I think it's more likely the case that 
it's more likely the case that Summers has the better argument for, the, for this. So I'm going to play him again after the break, and then I'm going to play you the way Goolsby talked about it with on CNBC earlier that day. Right after this, you're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GPS for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or any gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code gps for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank that's code gps for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up cable news noisy out of touch on repeat tired of all the lookalikes so are we salem news channel is here to change the game Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel, we're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. Always very, very happy to have have you here on a job Saturday. 
And we've been comparing and contrasting two points of view. Um, the point of view of Austin Goolsby, who is currently the president of the Chicago Fed, a Chicago economist through and through, very, very um, knowledgeable, and Larry Summers, who's been right, it would seem, about the the macro economy over the last two years. And we just played... Um, we just played some of uh, Summers saying uh, some Summers looking at the data and saying I see nothing out here that says says anything other than you know wages are growing too fast and the only way we get rid of it is by a recession. Let me now play uh, this particular cut, uh, which is sort of going right at Summers' argument and saying the opposite. Um, you have to listen pretty carefully. Let's play this cut 14. Now, you know, I've been, I, I, I would at least give people a caution in taking wage data as if it's a leading indicator of where inflation is going to go, because historically it's been the opposite. It's a lagging indicator <clears throat> of inflation. Prices move first and then wages. I wrote a paper with, uh, <laughs> This is the way economists, academic economists talk. I wrote a paper about that, right? I actually wrote a paper, uh, a, a series of papers, with uh, my dissertation advisor, um, uh, Professor, Professor Tom Willett uh, from Claremont, many years ago. Oh, gosh, i got to say it's more than 30 years ago now. In which we discussed the differences between different types of inflation. Goolsby is correct if you think that the cause of the inflation was, was in fact, a demand-pull inflation. If inflation was caused by people just spending too much money on too few goods, the classic definition that you hear, then that would, then Goolsby would be correct that prices move, then wages. But it's not always been slow particularly if you look outside the United States. And this is where the fact that Summers is, is an international macro money guy, Goolsby's actually not. This is where I think he gets himself into a little bit of trouble. Because what I think, what I think Summers is saying is something quite, quite different. But this is what, okay, I, so I fundamentally disagree with that particular point that Goolsby makes. That's not always true. It's sometimes true. And indeed, if you grew up a child of the 70s, as I did, you know, you look and you studied the inflations of the, of the 60s, the inflations of the 60s were exactly what Goolsby's talking about. But the inflations of the 70s were not, and particularly the inflations of the 70s in Europe and in the UK, where you had a very... Um, very militant unionism pushing wages up first and then prices having to follow behind it. Um, remember, in the United States, we had a Council of Wage and Price Stability created during the Nixon administration to try to stop wages and prices from pushing each other up. Okay? It would have been easy for them to say, you know, they didn't just try to stabilize prices. They stabilize wages. Unions could not raise a wage rate without permission from the government. Even if the employer said yes, the government could potentially say no. 
I think that part of Goolsby is wrong. And I think that's why I think the conclusion he comes up with is also wrong. Play cut 15. I think this was a very strange business cycle. And what the Fed's overriding goal right now is to get inflation down. We are going to succeed at it. And to do that without a recession would be a triumph. And that's the golden path. And I feel like we're on that golden path. Maybe. You might be on the golden path. But I think you're only on the golden path. Um, I, I think you're only on the golden path if you can get the rate above that. And I don't, you know. And so his golden path is basically the soft landing story. So having listened to that, I want to play this last cut, even though it's a minute long. I want to play this last cut from Larry Summers. It was in the middle of his interview last night on Wall Street Week. This was, Goolsby was on CNBC. This was a little bit later in the day when Larry Summers is talking talking to David Wessel at, uh, at, at, uh, at, uh, on Wall Street Week. Uh, let's play cut uh, number eight. Maybe we'll get a big productivity boom out of AI very quickly, though I think that's uh, unlikely. Maybe the inflation process will behave very differently than it has uh, in uh, the past. But I think the best guess has to be that the Fed's going to have to raise rates more, that if the Fed wants to see inflation get back to its target, it's going to have to raise rates enough that at some point uh, the economy suffers uh, a downturn. And uh, I've said it many times on your show before, but I don't see anything that changes my mind from the view that soft landings represent the triumph of hope over experience. I, I think Summers has the better argument. Let's let's add a few more voices to this. Um, Ed Clissold at uh, Ned Davis Strategies was also on CNBC yesterday and had this to say, cut 11. Second thing is that there has been this concern over a looming recession because growth has been weak, the Fed's been so aggressive. But the recent economic data, if you look at the jobs data today, the ISM services uh, report uh, the other day and some other economic data, and it's suggesting that an imminent recession um, risk is, is pretty low. An imminent recession risk is pretty low. Well, possibly. Um, so in his mind, the Fed hasn't even done enough. If you think you have to have a recession to get the inflation out, then the argument is the Fed hasn't done enough, but they think he thinks this is a good this is a good report. Also on Wall Street Week last night, David Bianco, we played him before from DWS Strategies, uh, DWS Research, excuse me, uh, was also on Bloomberg uh, Wall Street Week last night. He had this to say: Cut nine. I think what's happening, particularly on the 10-year yield, uh, being over 4%, is that the bond market's starting to run out of patience for the Fed to win this inflation war. Inflation is coming down, but it, it's coming down too slowly because it's been two years now that inflation's been well above the Fed's target. And if it doesn't come down quicker, I think the bond market's going to lose its patience. 
and this is the part that I, I want to get to with, with the last bit of the show today is what's happening in the treasury markets where we saw some pretty interesting behavior just in this last week or so and 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 and, and the fact that we have this inverted yield curve one of the things i always remember is recessions don't actually start when the yield curve inverts when the yield curve inverts it tells us when's coming it's when it begins to uninvert that you actually see the recession at hand and we may be reaching that let's continue this was again david bianco on wall street week last night on bloomberg cut number 10. So uh, when you look at 10-year Treasury yields at about 4%, the break-even or essentially the inflation expectation embedded in that 4% yield is about a 2.25% uh, break-even inflation yeah. expectation, as we call it. So the, essentially, the long-term bond market has been saying it believes the Fed that the Fed is going to get inflation back to its 2% target, but eventually is not a good enough. I think the bond market's at the stage where it's saying, you need to move faster because if we have to reassess the risk of another inflation outbreak and you take more than a year or two to solve the problem, it takes you two, three or more years to get back to target, the bond market's gonna have to reprice its inflation expectation and risk premium. Now, what's interesting about that is the market's finally, I think, beginning to figure out what the what was told to them uh, three weeks ago by the Federal Reserve. We also had the minutes of the Fed come out this past week, and the minutes were suggested that the Fed would that the markets were still kind of expecting two percent inflation. Everything seems to be okay. That rates it to in a quarter percent. So besides watching the wage numbers that I think are important, the other thing we have to pay attention to is what's going on with the 10-year rate and the two-year rate. And this is the yield curve spread that we still need to talk about. And so we're going to take a break here when I come back. A quick refresher on what yield curves tell us and why do I think David Bianco's piece was just as important as what Larry Summers had to say last night. Uh, we'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy. And I I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAB for an extra 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAB for 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAB. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. From Zumbrota to Zambia. And Detroit Lakes to some lake in Detroit. We're where you are. Stream Twin Cities Business Radio anytime, anywhere at Odyssey.com. Or with the free Odyssey app. Hot fire in streets of stone. Modern warriors. Welcome back, King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. Heading to the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be away next week, uh, but we'll be back. We'll be back in two weeks with another. And so we'll miss the we'll miss the uh, CPI report, but uh, we'll have. We'll talk about it in two weeks, along with all the other data. Again, uh, uh, the retail sales data is going to be important, I think, to keep an eye on what's going on with the consumer. I think it's important to keep an eye on, obviously, it's important to keep an eye on the inflation numbers themselves. Um, But I also think it's important at this point, because we're beginning to finally see some erosion in in, in the, the faith that financial markets have that the Fed can actually stick the landing. Okay, they seem to have believed it and believed it and believed it until all of a sudden maybe they don't. And I want to play this again. It's the second half of this cut that is more important, but we don't have time to to fast forward it for you. So I'm just going to play. This is Mohammed El Arian right after the jobs report came out yesterday morning. uh, Cut one. Despite the miss on job creation, this will not get in the way of the Fed hiking in July. It will moderate expectations as to what happens thereafter. But with the wage growth, the labor force participation, and the unemployment, 
wait, that these three things means it will hike in July. Two is the craziness we're seeing in the fixed income market where the two year has been all over the place and God bless Rick for navigating this market. Um, the craziness we're seeing there highlights not just the regime change, but importantly, the lack of a policy anchor. And then the final thing is something that's not discussed often enough, is that if you look at the details of this jobs report, it indicates that it is the most vulnerable segments of the population that are at risk right now. So to put that in context, let me give you let me give you just a little bit of uh, of we'll do a little numbers thing. All right. So in the in the last before the pandemic, the difference in the rate between a two year Treasury security and a 10 year Treasury security, which is one way to think about the yield curve. I used to do the yield curve based, you know, with the short end being three months. More people nowadays are looking at two years. That's fine. You can look either way. That spread at the end of December uh, of 2019 was 29 basis points, 1.92 versus 1.63. Remember, this is a world where the where the inflation rate is roughly one to one and a half percent. The real yield that's expected at that rate, therefore, is somewhere somewhere around one half of one percent on the two year and so forth. What has been interesting has been over the ten year, the ten year rate got to stayed around one and a half percent after you got through the pandemic. Um, the rate was around one and a half, one and three quarters, and so forth, all the way up to twenty twenty two, to the to March of twenty two. So two years into the pan, two years after the start of the pandemic, the numbers are one point eight six, one point five three. That is, that's a spread of 33 basis points. So they're roughly the same, right? Once you get to August of last year, now you've got the rate, you've got the rate on a, on a two-year at 3.23%, the rate on a 10-year at 2.87%. So if I do the math, I'm going to do this in terms of using a negative number to get there. We're now at minus, thir- minus 36, 36? Yeah minus 36 so the yield curves inverted and you'll remember if you go back and listen to the podcast from a while ago uh from last say from august of last year from a year ago i did not think the inverted yield curve was necessarily telling me very much because they were still fairly close together but when i get out to november that spread is now widened out to a negative a negative 56 or 57 basis points by the time I get to the end of, to get to March of this year, it's widened out to minus, uh, minus 90, minus, uh, um, nine, yeah, minus 93. I'm sorry, minus 97. Okay, so that's, that's a very steeply inverted yield curve. And inverted yield curves have typically been a fairly reliable measure of a recession coming. Now, what's interesting is in the last in the last few uh, weeks, we have seen the four-year, excuse me, the ten-year security move much more than the two-year. The two-year, again, I will say, note at the end of March of, of this year, a two-year Treasury paid you over five percent. It then dropped below four percent. Right around, okay, right around the, the, the Silicon Valley Bank episode because everybody thought the Fed was going to drop rates. 
and at that time a two uh, the the uh, the ten year paid uh, paid three point five five, the two year paid four point one percent. So that big drop of one percent measured the the likelihood that the Fed was going to have to drop rates to respond to Silicon Valley. Now that they've kind of said no, they're not. The high end rate has jumped to four point oh five, but at the end of right now right now that's at five but the two the 10 year has now moved up to 4.05 in other words the 10 year rate is moving faster is rising faster than the 10 year rate and you can see that if you take a look at the at, at a yield curve spread the yield curve spread on monday was was 108 basis points but the end of this week it was down to 88 basis points so it's a difference of 20 this is frequently the sign of where we're seeing seeing you know this is what leads folks like uh, Bianco to say I actually think the Fed we might be running out of patience with them I think we've got time to play this one more time cut number 10 Oh, that sound probably means so, that we've lost uh, when that. you look at ten-year Treasury yields at about four percent, the break-even or essentially the inflation expectation embedded in that four percent yield is about a two and a quarter percent uh, break-even inflation yeah. expectation, as we call it. So, the, essentially, the long-term bond market has been saying it believes the Fed that the Fed is going to get inflation back to its two percent target, but eventually is not a good enough. I think the bond market's at the stage where it's saying you need to move faster because if we have to reassess the risk of another inflation outbreak and you take more than a year or two to solve the problem, it takes you two, three or more years to get back to target, the bond market's going to have to reprice its inflation expectation and risk premium. And that would mean that the 10-year rate will probably move closer to the two-year rate. That uninversion is the moment where the recession happens. Did it start this week? It might have. It just might have, uh, and, and and because maybe maybe when you get Austin Goolsby saying, "No, I think a soft landing can happen," is that increasing confidence that, that inflation rate is going to get back down to two percent? It's not. Thank you so much for listening today, Spencer. Thank you for your time. We'll be back in two weeks uh, with another episode of the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. Take your investment knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
Back in 2013, I had an idea that homeowners like you who are looking for new siding, roofing, or windows might prefer one short meeting with an industry expert instead of three long-winded, high-pressure salespeople trying to push only one product, especially if they end up with three separate quotes either way. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. Thanks to you, this is the 10th anniversary of My Three Quotes. I tried to think of a good anniversary special, but then I realized that the service is already free, there is never an obligation to buy, and it's already the easiest possible way to get multiple contractor bids emailed to you without all the hassle. Whether you've already had some bids or are just starting the process, multiple quotes from me are a must with the wide range of prices and quality for siding, roofing, and windows. So let's celebrate 10 years of homeowners doing things the smart and easy way with the best products and installers. Set up an appointment with me today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020, and uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once, and I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on, but they never give me a hassle. It's like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it. And, You'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Sensible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.